0: Well, how's everybody doing today? This is Pastor Jason here with uh, Todd Taylor at Pineville Christian Church, and we're um, here doing our TNT podcast. We had talked about uh, last week getting together on a weekly basis and maybe just talking about some things from the Bible maybe that we're not able to cover on Sunday morning. That would be of interest to some of our folks. So we're uh, we're here today to talk a little bit um, about decision-making, kind of a follow-up to what we looked at uh, in the first chapter of Acts. You know, to set the stage before we get into the discussion, Todd, um, the first chapter of Acts is where we really see the establishment of the early church. Jesus has been crucified, resurrected, and in first part of Acts we find that He ascends and leaves the disciples here, but promises them that the Holy Spirit is going to come in a new way, and this is really the establishment of the church. And so that's what we see there in the book of Acts after the ascension of Jesus. But there's a little caption that starts in verse 12 of Acts chapter one, that's a little caveat about how um, the disciples replace Judas. And so it's interesting, um, this, that little deal, it's about you know 14 verses or so, where the disciples feel compelled to, uh, to replace Judas. Of course, we all know the story that Judas betrays Jesus um, you know, overcome with remorse, tries to give the money back. They won't take it, or whatever. He gives up, kills himself, and you know. So, <clears throat> I want to read just this caption so that everybody's on the same page, uh, starting in verse 21. But the context here is that the disciples are meeting together, and they they feel like it's time to to choose uh, someone to replace Judas as the twelfth um, apostle. And the Bible says in verse 21 of Ch- Acts chapter one, it says. So now we must choose a replacement for Judas from among the men who were with us the entire time we were traveling with the Lord Jesus, from the time he was baptized by John until the day he was taken from us. Whoever is chosen will join us as a witness of Jesus' resurrection. So they nominated two men, Joseph called Bersabbas, also known as Justice, and uh, Matthias. Then they all prayed, O Lord, you know every heart show us which of these men you have chosen as an apostle to replace Judas in this ministry for he has deserted us and gone where he belongs and then the part i really find interesting in verse 26 is then they cast lots and Matthias was selected to become an apostle with the other 11. when you hear this story um you know a lot of people may not have even known that was there when they read it they just go over it very quickly and what are some things that that stood out to you Todd i mean did anything stand out to you when you were thinking about uh, about what to talk about related to this passage
1: well a few things um, one is taking the time to pray and not be rushed to to make a decision mm-hmm. um, I know that's a an issue a lot today that you know people want decisions right now or people want to set your timelines and really people need to take time to make decisions you know especially big decisions surely there's times you have to make an on-the-spot decision but more often than not you should be able to have time to look at everything and make a decision And, you know, in our case as Christians, bring God into the decision-making process. Yeah. You know, to add to that, because I'm going to come back because I know you had
0: something else there, but in this whole idea of time, it made me think it's in verse 21, whenever they were looking for the replacement, it says that they chose from among the men who were with them the entire time. So we know that that's a multi-year period of time Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. these people were walking with the disciples. I mean, I, I sometimes I forget about this. So, you know, I often think it's just Jesus and a few of the disciples. But there's a kind of a more than just those guys that are kind of moving through this story. And so when Jesus was baptized, he, the, these group of people that these two were chosen from were with him the whole time. And that kind of speaks to what you're saying. It's not like they just rushed off and picked any any old Joe Blow. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they had somebody who they had history with. Vetted. You know, yeah, vetted. Yeah. I like that. You know, and that's... Do you find a lot of people rush to make decisions and don't maybe have the patience or let let time develop?
1: Yeah, it's you know in in the world in the business world and stuff, you got an opening and you 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 really do rush anymore. And anymore, I can tell you, and anybody who's in any type of leadership role in business can tell you, it seems like the pool's getting a little um, not as shallow. deep as it <laughs> used to be. Yeah, shallow is a good word. So. You know, we want to we want to jump on and get somebody, but you know, truthfully, best you can is if you can bring people on. You want to kind of have a trial period, yeah. you know. And I think we're losing that a little bit because skill sets are we're kind of losing that some. But yeah, I think people are, are rushed to judge. I mean, rushed to make a decision right away and add to their team in any form or fashion as soon as they get an opening. It's it starts freaking people out. And um, truth be told, is we should wait till it's the right. Person to fill that opening as opposed to just grabbing a body yeah yeah absolutely and uh I, I know that and
0: we've talked about this before here at bible christian you know oftentimes when we don't have consensus or we don't feel like the right person is in place we we, we sometimes feel like no
1: decision might be the right decision certainly just making a decision to make the decision sometimes can have very poor consequences for your organization's If you don't get the right person in place. Yeah. You know, and I I even think about
0: this for those who are listening in your family, you know, as parents or as leaders in your family, you know, is sometimes, you know, you have to let the process kind of materialize and some time to get by before you have to make a decision. You know, it's not that, I mean, they, they came to a point where it's like that they have to choose. we got to make a choice. Um, And, you know, but it wasn't just a random shot in the dark because it's going to be interesting how we're going to build, how that, how we follow up there. But the choices were both really vetted people. You Mm -hmm. follow me? People who had been with the group for a long period of time. We knew their story. We knew what's going on with them. It's not like we just pick somebody, you know, out of the blue, you know, I'd be curious. And I don't know that, certainly i'm not qualified to you know to speak as an authority per se on this and you know you know, saying you would claim to be either you know, but what are your thoughts there you know oftentimes business owners people look at do you do you, what are you thinking about hiring from outside of the organization totally versus you know maybe in this case where they chose people within the organization
1: well i think it's always good even just for team morale when you can promote from within yeah and, you know, give people opportunities to move up within your organization. And they know your culture and they know what you're about if they've been in, you know, in a role, in a, maybe a supplementary role to, uh, you know, a skilled position. And they can stand up and, and step in. And, and, of course, even as the people in charge and stuff, you want to see that, too. I mean, we're all about, really, people in charge. We really want to see the people do well. You want to see them take those opportunities and grow. Um Now, when you get people out of the organizations, maybe they're more skilled, but maybe there's a lot of people who leave organizations then come back because they didn't like this about it, but they they understand how great the culture was and they miss the culture and things of that nature. So sometimes people don't fit in your culture, even though they may be more skilled than anybody you have. Mm -hmm. You know, attitude's a huge part, having good attitudes versus bad attitudes and, and all those things of the nature. Clearly, whenever you add a new person, dynamics change a little bit. It changes less if you can do it within people within your own organization. Yeah, you know we don't. Of course, we don't get the
0: backstory as to why they nominated these two guys, uh, Bersabbas and uh, Matthias, but you know, for whatever reason, you know they they emerged as the two as the two candidates, um, you know, that to, to replace Judas as as one of the apostles. Of course, I was talking about this Sunday. You know, but in their world, you know, 12 is a very important number. So to them, this, this is a big-time decision. And it's really the first one that they have to make without Jesus. You know what I mean? They've been walking with Jesus for a number of years now. And really, he's been kind of their backup plan. You know, whenever they encountered something that they didn't fully have, you know, maybe the answer for. You know, So so I think it's interesting here that this first big decision, that they've got to make a decision... And it's it's really up to them, you know. I think that you know some people I find, you know, do 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 okay whenever they got somebody to back them up. But now whenever they're up to the forefront, Peter and these other apostles, you know, now they got to make a decision. And so, so I guess what are your thoughts there? Whenever you're thrust into a position where you got to make, you know, you now you got to make a decision. There's really nobody else to trump you and fix it if you're wrong.
1: Well, you know, being human, we're going to make right and wrong decisions and the way to get better at it is to not be afraid to make a decision not making a decision is making a decision i used to tell people that all the time too not that you should rush but if you don't make a decision that's the same as making one and what you do you know it is kind of trial and error some you hope you've had somebody like they had jesus to kind of lead them along and teach them so they got a base to make these decision off of and then as they go through and they make decisions um if they're wrong you know learn from them and and make better decisions in the future what i find today is a lot of people are unwilling to make decisions and that's something as leaders we got to grow people into decision makers now with the cell phones and always being able to get a hold of a boss or somebody higher up that's a skill set that's that's really fallen to the wayside so i think as leaders um not just in business, but in the church as well when people are struggling with things and their decision making. I'm sure you can attest a lot of the stuff when we sit, when people are struggling, we're just like, man, you just need to make better decisions. Yeah, absolutely.
0: You know, um, you talked about one of the things that stood out to you and, and that they did, and I think so important. It's just, so at this point, you know, they've been in here praying because Jesus told them to stay in Jerusalem. So they've been kind of praying the first verses ahead of this so they're with mary the mother of jesus but so they come to this point they choose two two candidates and it says then they they prayed all together um oh lord you know every heart show us which of these men you have chosen as an apostle to replace jesus so so now they're down to two but it's it's hard to pick right and i thought this is what i wanted to kind of hit on for just a minute i mean is sometimes you know, we pray, and our and we're our, mind, our mind's right, and our heart's clear, and um, we we don't still don't know exactly what to do. You know, we've got options in front of us. You know, have you ever felt like that? Like, you know, there was options between, you know, good, better, best, all, you know, this kind of things. What What are your thoughts on, you know, what do you do in a situation like that?
1: Well. That's a that's a tough one. I mean, it, but it's better to be in that position than to be in a position <laughs> which, that you have no, yeah. you know, like well, this is what I got to choose of what's available. You know, when you have the the good, better, and the best, um, you know, I think there's things where you talk to people and you dig deeper to try and find motivations into people, and and every chance you get. You know, and I guess the good thing out of that is whatever decision you're going to make, when you're dealing with that level, if you've got those options, it's going to be a good decision. You just hope you, you arrive on the best one. Yeah. But I think as far as people go and decision making, you know, you really want to get to their heart and understand why they're doing what they're doing. In, in the business world, you know, everybody can go online and prepare for interviews a million different ways. So you got to really figure out how to get through and to know the people Um which again kind of goes back to like if you can promote within you know people after some time and whatnot but if you're just interviewing and you got three candidates that all seem really good it's important to try and get through to understand their motivations and their heart sure. Well, you yeah, know, the interesting thing here is
0: you know is of course this situation is 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 a lot different let's say than i've been an employment position i mean this is a this is a a, a spiritual position I'm saying there there may be some other factors there, and they get to the point where they don't know exactly what to do. They got two really good candidates, and interestingly enough, um, they they do something that that I find very interesting. It may shock some people who are listening to this. It says basically they've got two candidates, two people nominated. They're friends with both, and it's a tough decision on what to do. You know, and it's maybe even a tough decision to be the one chosen. You don't know. I mean, the leader of the band just got crucified, so being one of the twelve may not necessarily be a promotion you know yeah. but so there, so there's a lot of interesting dynamics going on there but um what what happens there is it says the bible says they cast lots which in essence is like rolling the dice or flipping a coin all right to to see who's selected to become an apostle i mean so so just kind of get your mind wrapped around that the 12th apostles the chosen by a cast of the dice
1: yeah i, I kind of um was thinking. I hope. I mean. Well, I know Jesus was still involved. You talk about Jesus, but at the end, they just kind of flipped a coin or whatnot. You know. I think a better option, although I'm not to to out of this, as we talk about things, is to go with your gut. Your gut. When people say that, it's it's that's experience. Your gut ha- is the experience you've had, and you feel like this is the right way to go. Could be possibly. You know, depending on situations, could be possibly God pointing you in the right direction too. Yeah, yeah, it's um,
0: you know, it's 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 the toughest thing because, you know, let's say you've done all the work, which that's very important to point out. I mean, I think that they, you know, you got eleven people here and maybe even some of the others who have come up with this, and both are really good choices. They don't know, and so for them, they wanted to, you know, put it in the in their minds, the hands of God by doing that. And I, I, wonder, I sung a very interesting uh, passage from Proverbs chapter sixteen, verse sixteen. It says, the lot is cast into the lap, but it's every decision is from the Lord. And so it's an interesting thing there. They had a practice of casting these lots, or you know what I'm saying, whether it be flipping a coin, whatever you want to call it, to you know to, to figure out, okay, look, between these two very um, important decisions, whatever they may be. you know um, In Proverbs chapter 18 verse 18, it's, it's something very interesting it says. it says, casting the lot. Settles disputes and keeps strong opponents apart. And I was just thinking about that from the standpoint of, maybe not necessarily the chosen disciple, but certainly if if you trusted the lot being cast, you know what I'm saying, you sensed that, hey, there was maybe some sort of something else going on and it wasn't a personal choice. I, and, and I don't know it's whether you do use some mechanism like that or you go with your gut. I mean, at some point, I think the reality is, you you have to make a choice. You mean so much of life is defined by are we really ready to make a choice? Mm-hmm. And and really live with that choice. You know what I'm saying? And then go from there. And you know, one of the things that I feel like I, maybe I've struggled with some in my own life is is looking at that and maybe second guessing this and then, you know, do you, do you find sometimes that people, you know, maybe are looking in the rearview mirror instead of you know
1: moving forward with the choice that they've made you know i mean whatever that might be yeah i mean there's varying levels of degrees of that right because some people make some major choices and and have regrets and whatnot but i guess the thing when you said when you make a choice i mean it's done and you're moving forward and there's nothing that can undo it back i mean as far as when it was made at that point in time good or bad that was a choice was made and as I talked about before, from that point forward, it's always about learning from that choice. Did you make a right one? Did you make a wrong one? Can I make better ones in the future? I think there's some reason to look back and here's why I made it and here's where I was and stuff. I mean, obviously, you and I, as well as everybody listening, can probably think about choices we made in our 20s that today, as I'm approaching 50, I'm like, I would never make that choice again back then, right? Right. Um, so, you know, choices are all about just growing. You, you make choices, you learn from them, and you move on. You mm-hmm. try not to, you know, you, you, it's not something you should just completely forget about, but you can't live and back, you can't relive that choice to, oh, I wish I would have done this, I wish I would have done that. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: I think I think t- too often when it comes to that kind of stuff, you know, p- people are, are too linear in the way they're thinking. They, You know, they don't realize that, you know, every choice is just moving you in a direction you know what I mean to where and, and and choices are big time because they they open doors they close others but you can't live in the past and worry about what choices you did or didn't make i mean those that's like to me is just a loop that you get stuck in you know what i mean, I mean when you're worried about that and so you got to you know you got to you know there's
1: no time machine <laughs> to go back and, yeah, and absolutely
0: you got to you got to go forward you know what i mean and mm-hmm. figure out what it is you're doing i guess oftentimes what I see people doing and I mean, I even struggle with this is trying to figure out, okay, what really is the right choice here? And knowing that when I make one choice, it closes or open up this one door, it closes this one sometimes, you know, but, but you gotta, you gotta just choose what, what do you do that you might want to share? I mean, when you, when you have to make some choices, you know, we, it says pray. I mean, you know, and obviously that's really important to do. I mean, how do you make a, make big choices?
1: Well, um, So, one of the biggest choices I ever made was to move all the way across the country from Ohio to Louisiana. So, I can only talk, I mean, I can speak to that one specifically, you know, and of course that choice wasn't a single choice. I had a family and talked to my family about it and looked at, you know, the pluses and minuses and, you know, don't, uh, didn't want um, fear to dictate my choice, you know, because there's all, like, it could have went horribly wrong, but. Now you look back, I look back, you know, and I have a a wonderful family here in Louisiana that, you know, I love very much. And and so many things have happened in my life that wouldn't have happened, including coming back to God if I wouldn't have moved here to Louisiana. So I think first and foremost, when you're talking about major choices, you get your team together. The people that are very close to you that you can talk to, um, you know, and then ultimately it was the time to, you know, Make a decision and go forward with it, and like you don't didn't look back. And here's how it's gonna go. Mm-hmm. And you know, in fact, maybe people don't know this. My whole plan was to move here for three years to get a title as manager, and then to move back to Ohio. And now, fifteen years later, yeah. <laughs> the most I've ever lived in one place. Louisiana is home. You know, all from one decision on. Mm-hmm. Are we willing to take this leap of faith and and do this? Absolutely. You know, and that's the thing, you
0: know, our decisions lead us down paths, and so certainly um, it's, it behooves us to make better decisions, you know, and so one of the things that, that I, I like to talk a lot about is how to how to apply knowledge, which is what we call wisdom, you know, the Bible talks about wisdom, you know, and it's lots of times I, I try to go to the Proverbs, and I try to keep that in the forefront of my mind, because, you know, it's... It doesn't seem like decision making is just this static thing. It's it's complex, and so our understanding of the environment, our understanding of the people and the players and everything involved, seem to impact um, our success or failure, or the level of success or failure that we have um, in decision making. And um, you know, it's it's a huge part of life. I mean, it's a huge part of life for for everybody who's ever lived, and especially. You know the more significant things you're going to attempt, the bigger and more often you're going to have to make decisions you know so I just wanted us to talk a little bit about this because I you know that the folks who might be listening to this and people in our church you know have to make have to make decisions and so you know as we you know close this out, I mean you know what what would your what would your kind of final thoughts be on you know giving people maybe something leaving them something? on, on decision-making and, and trying to make the right decisions
1: well I mean if, if anything needs to be a snap decision outside of saving somebody's life or something like that I think you need to examine you know the pressures on you to make a decision at right that moment you know if you were wanting to buy a different house or something like that and of course realtors want to sell it and all that stuff I and mean, don't be pushed into decisions that are going to affect your life dramatically you, you know, you have people in your life that God's put in your life, your family and whatnot. And then, of course, you should have God in your life. Don't, don't let this world rush you into making decisions that's going to affect your life. That's not, I don't think, what God intends for us. I think he intends for us, for the most part, to use wisdom, take time, spend some time in prayer, and make solid decisions that are going to, you know, impact his kingdom in, in some way or another. So, this world wants to push. They want automatic gratification. They want this. They want this. If you're not comfortable, you shouldn't be in that position. Like I said, outside of something that's like you have to make the decision because it's a snap decision. Like, you know, someone's joking. By all means, go give them the Heimlich maneuver. Don't wait. But outside of that, you know, most decisions take some time and weigh all the pluses and minuses before you make them. Absolutely. Those are good good, good thoughts. You know, I'll, I'll follow up with that you know,
0: you know the hopefully what we're learning from what we read in the Bible and, and applying that truth to our life you know and, and I see in there this you know this idea that hey you know there was some, there was some time taken, there was a lot of background and a lot of experience involved in making this choice there for the disciples just like you know the more experience and the more time that we take to to process through um, pray about it and really, um, engage the team, which is what you see there, kind of like a group effort as they make the decision. And you know, it's interesting um, that, that not all decisions are made exactly the same way. You know, I think that, that patience and wisdom and, and team, the, the team concept is, is, are all universal things, but, but whether you get to the end of that process there, those, those, those critical parts of it, and then you go with your gut, or you go with how you feel, or you take a vote, um, or you cast a lot. You know what I mean? I think that the, the truth that stands out to me is you you do the background work, which is the most important thing. You know what I mean? The, the patience, the time, the prayer. And then, you know, you find the, the, the way that's going to be most comfortable to, to you know, to, to come to a decision and not look back on it. And I think that that's what, you know, what I would say to everybody out there again it's enjoyed uh, having this conversation i always like to hear from todd and hopefully what we're saying even if it um doesn't benefit everybody anybody out there it, it's it's helpful to me so we're going to be doing this as we go through the book of acts we won't be able to hit on every theme um each sunday morning but we will do some follow-up so i appreciate you coming in and taking the time to, to share with the folks todd um look forward to doing it again next week